Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, today I am here with Susie Tomachuk. She is actually one of my good friends. She is so brilliant. You guys are going to love today's episode. Every time I get a little bit deeper with Susie, I... Honestly, I start to look at things in my life differently. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping you guys get that today. It is amazing. Um, I'm going to actually let Susie introduce herself a little bit. She's going to downplay how amazing she is. But <laughs> once you guys see the kind of tactical advice we're going to give you today, you are going to be so excited. So Susie, thank uh, you for being here. You know, I love what you said about I've, you've had shifts just by looking at negotiation in a different way. And I love that. That's kind of my whole thing. Uh, yeah, just, just to give you a quick background, I was, I'm was i a corporate escapee, as they say. I worked for Comcast for 10 years and um, I did negotiation. I did do some really big deals and it, it's because I really had nobody else to put in place. And so I had to learn how to be really good. And, you know, I was uh, just because my personality and, and getting to know people, I just started observing and I got really good at negotiating. So they kept putting me in more and more deals and I started leaving them and uh, big deals like they were technology deals in um, delivering content. So with Viacom and Discovery and Boeing and ESPN, um, the major um, sports leagues. So I was in these rooms with these people that were really intimidating. And so I kind of had to like lean in and pretend I knew what I was doing. And at the same time, I had, I had kids and, um, you know, had another life as we all do. And I started realizing how much negotiation is all around us. I saw it in my kids. I, uh, I saw it even as a, a corporate um, partner with my peer doing things that I didn't realize that negotiation was kind of going around on around me. And if I didn't realize and see it, I would opt myself out of something before I even realized there was an opportunity to opt myself in. And so I started really thinking about talking about negotiation with that lens that we all need to understand the strategies so that we don't have this weird relationship with negotiation because it's all different for each one of us. And how do we find it for ourselves and see this kind of third dimension of the world and just think about advocating or just, just considering the opportunities for yourself, your business. Um, And it just makes us better relationship builders because we have an intention about how we move through a conversation. 
Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. And we're going to dig in. There are a couple of things there that like I've been really thinking about you guys today. We're going to be referencing quite a bit. Susie's new book. It's called the art of, ne of everyday negotiation without manipulation. This is a fantastic book. And I know I have a lot of designers, creatives on the speed listening and the word negotiation is a scary word. It seems like something big wigs do. I mean, even that list Susie just gave us, like sometimes I catch my breath a little bit at the amount of cool things that Susie has done and who she's negotiated with. But at the end of the day, this is also about advocacy. And if you want to get this book, one of her opening stories is about like her kids negotiating with her at Target. You guys, this book is full of amazing stories. I actually would love for Susie, will you talk about that? particular instance? Yeah, for sure. So I didn't know about this until my kids are now in their twenties, three girls, and they were probably eight, 10 and 12. when when this happened, you know, around that era, it was a lot of years. Um, and they didn't tell me about this until they were, um, out of high school, but they would go to target. They knew that leaving me alone and letting me go through my whole shopping list was a, a very good strategy. They would find two things. Um, they, they would decide what thing they wanted to take home. And then they'd find something else that was a little less desirable in my eyes. They would think about the timing of when to present this thing to me. They would consider who had the most relationship equity you know, who had been doing the nicest things for me or doing their chores. Like they thought about who's the presenter, how they would present it and the timing of when I was done so that I felt like oh, so great of them that they left me alone during my shopping, you know, time. And so they said it worked all the time and I didn't even realize it was happening to me, but I just love that, especially a, a mom of girls, like teaching them to advocate for themselves, even though, you know, I was the, the sucker at the end, but that's just a good op. That's just another example of it, it happens around. You might not even realize maybe intentional, maybe not. I do think we all learn different strategies at work and just reapply them. But that was mine. That was a little, that was a big aha for me to go, oh my gosh, people need to understand this happens all the time. And the crazy thing is you guys, if you get the book, she has great stories all throughout. And I'm going to actually reference a couple of them because I want Susie to go into them for us a little bit more, but there are two really big things I'm, I'm getting out of the book. The first is that negotiation is happening all the time. And I know mm -hmm. Susie, you say this all the time, but it wasn't until I read that target story that I was like. Uh, yeah. And the crazy things, the, the person I'm negotiating the most with is myself. Will you yes. talk a little bit about that? Oh, it's so crazy. We get in our own way. We even say like, I'm going to advocate for myself in this opportunity. And we look for this as specific opportunity as that, as if there's going to be a cue card that says, now's the time to advocate for yourself. And we opt ourselves out or we get in our own way. I mean, it just happened to me the other night. I was talking to a woman who's a uh, senior vice president, and I know not everybody in your circles are corporate people, but it all applies to everyone. And she, um, so she's very seasoned. She's um, been around the block many times and all her peers are C-level and she's doing the work. She's the board members have, have given her accolades. Her boss says she needs to advocate for herself. And they just gave her a bunch of money and uh, bonuses. And she goes, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they're not giving me the title. It's not the right time. The people before me. And I'm like, Amy, like 
no, you need to do this. And it was so interesting because she did have to kind of pull herself back and go, oh, you're right. I'm making all these excuses as to why. And she was even saying, oh, I don't want to be about the title. That's not who I am. And so it is like, we don't even realize like somebody like that, that knows better. That's the reason I wanted to use that example. Like you would say, well, she would absolutely advocate for herself, but even somebody at that level that is in that corporate environment gets in her own way and rationalizes it. Like I almost had to shake her and go, look what's happening to you. If this was somebody else, your advice would be go for it. It would be totally different, right? Mm -hmm. We will, we'll negotiate ourselves down, but we'll like boys, someone else up. I was thinking about this actually was, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was negotiating with myself about a particular task on my list. And actually our mutual friend, Megan called me out on it because I, I said, um, I just need to do this task because I need to understand it before anyone on my team understood it. And she was like, you don't have time and it's a clear and easy task. Why aren't you handing it off to someone else? Mm -hmm. And I kept making excuses like I, I need to understand the process first. And if I don't understand, then I can't give it to a team member and my team members are all busy. So they, I'm the CEO. And yes, I just kept negotiating that I had to be the one to do it, even though I literally had zero time. Yes, I totally agree. And I'll give you an example of uh, uh, me as a business owner. I had already talked to a customer about a price of something and it was really high in my mind. And she's like, Hey, can you just put in writing for me so that I can, you know, get approval. And I was like, Oh, I did should I add something else in this? Doesn't feel like the right number. And I was like, totally. So what my trick is I don't send it right away. I, I batch it to send a couple hours later. So it doesn't feel like I have to press send. And I was just anticipating this email back. And I almost, she, so she wrote back. She's like, looks good. Do you mind adding one more thing? You know, this one meeting. And I'm, I, I had to stop myself from replying and going yes. And I'll, re- I'll give you five more of these. And cause I was so excited about, Oh, thank goodness. She's okay with the number. And I said, just, you know, I could tell I was triggered. I took a couple hours and then I responded to her and said, sounds good. I'd be happy to give you that one thing. And so we get so just, there's so many different views of that. And it happens to us in, in so many moments during the day. It's so true. And design suite members, I am thinking about you guys. I know you guys listen to this podcast. And as soon as like, I knew that Susie was going to come on, I was thinking about you guys because very often you guys will say to me, or I'll hear you guys say to even each other, like, I'm not worthy enough, or I'm not good enough. Um, those of you have big dreams Mm -hmm. to get big fabric contracts or whatever, like, even though I start you on digital, it's not because I don't believe you could get the fabric contract. In fact, you should say, I'm going to get the big fabric contract. I just had a discussion with one of our members yesterday who is doing digital right now, not even digital fabric. But we, I said to her, she told me she had this opportunity. I said, that's it. That's the opportunity. And let's take it and we'll take it this way. And she hasn't let go of the big dream because I I don't know if she knows she's worthy yet, but she is. And all of you are worthy of all the things. And that, that seems like it's part of this whole advocating for ourselves thing. Susie, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. What's the worst that can happen? Somebody says, no, you put it out there. Just see what they say. If they say no, that's data, that's information. And if they say no, 
don't get like, oh, they said no. And like, get in, get curious, ask questions, help me understand, like, what would it take? Don't come off your number, but be like, what, what can I make to, to make it better or different? Or what, what are the things? Maybe it's timing. You don't assume, you know, go with a, this idea of curiosity. Cause what happens is when we start getting in our own head, we create the story and we're so kind of like, we want to get out quickly that we're just like, okay, never mind. And we need to like lean in at that yeah, moment. That is so crazy. Well, the word that caught me there is data. You're like, let's look at this logically. The moment we start making it about ourselves and making it emotional and personal, and like, it might be something about us. That's not good enough. Yeah. When you when you're like, it's data, the mm-hmm. no is data. That is such an interesting take on. I've never mm-hmm. even heard of anyone saying it like that before. Yeah. Push through. If you're not hearing no enough, like see it as something that's interesting. Don't look at, don't retreat. And you know, what's interesting too, is the research shows we assume that it's easy for people to say no, but people are geared to say yes. Like they don't want to say no. So we assume something that's not real. And so don't assume that. Just get it at, and, and don't send things in um, a virtual, if you can have a conversation, float the number. If you are feeling a little bit like tell, show your value prop, um, talk about what, what it all entails and say, how does this feel? And then stop and practice silence and allow them to fill in the data that you don't know. Well, based on that, I want you to talk about the whole thing on anchoring, because you talked about this in one of our groups and I was fully blown away with this idea. Not because I hadn't seen it before, but it was like the moment you talked about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I see this all the time. And am I an anchorer or am I the anchoree? Like, I just really, will you talk about anchoring? Because to me, this is tactical. Yeah. And I love how you're just intellect because the minute you heard it, you flipped it on its head and you applied it in the the exact opposite way. So once I explain it, you'll have to explain that your way that you looked at it, which I loved. Um, So anchoring people have heard that when you're in a formal negotiation, it's the first person that throws out the number. And so that making that the kind of place where the negotiation starts. And so the whole idea is wherever that is anchored, you're going to land somewhere close to that. But I like to expand the idea of anchoring and think about it in the context of seeding an idea, anchoring the the value of it. Um, In business, this is something that I do as as a business owner is in the early conversations, don't avoid the conversation around the value or the, the number. Seed the idea, anchor it say, you know, I've, I've had something like this before. It's been in this range. Um, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Or just in, in, it's it, just in a conversation without even asking, just say, oh, this is really interesting. Um, th- this is how this, uh, these are the results they've had. And this, you know, this number whatever it is, put it out there. And what happens is it gives the other side the time to get comfortable with what that is. They may not have any idea where, what, what it is, and it allows them to kind of process and understand. So if it is more than what they expected, then they assume higher quality and it kind of gets them some time to go, 
okay, well, how would I budget for that? How would I fit that in? How would I want to be? And then by the time it's time for them to buy, they've already kind of figured out the numbers for them. That is, I love hearing this, but I also, this is the question I always ask you, do you want to be the person who anchors or do you want the other person be the one who anchors? Yeah. And and you have strategies around this. Yeah. If you're really clear about what your value is and if you, um, and you know where you want the negotiation to end, you should, you should anchor, put the idea out there or throw the number out. But But if you don't asking for their budget or understanding their number, or if you've done this before, that's the other thing. We assume that the other side is a seasoned negotiator and they're not always. So they might not even have an idea of what the number is, or they might. So if you believe that they have a range and you believe that it may even be more than what you think, then um, let them go first. But the key is if you do let them go first and they're way off from yours, you have to be ready to go right away and go, oh my gosh, wow. You have to kind of like go, oh, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're, we're way off in a respectful way. Um, we're way off. Let's talk about that. What components can we m- maneuver? Can we take out? Um, I can get closer to your number, but we got to talk about this. I. I get the sense that most people like to do one or the other. I think I'm someone who likes to put the number out there first. I, t- mm-hmm. I tend to like that, but I know you, you're the opposite. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in, well, because I work a lot with corporate people and so they tend to have a, maybe a line item budget. And sometimes it can be crazy different from one organization to another. So if I've not worked with the organization before, I like to get an idea early about what they, what, how it's structured. And you can do this with, with individuals as well is kind of get from them. How do you like to purchase stuff like this? Is it a one-time? Do you like it monthly? Like, give me some data around, you don't even have to ask for the number, but get some ideas of, of how they like to consume so they can give them a lot of different options you can slice and dice the numbers for them. But that that's why I like to get some from them. So I kind of know where they're starting from. So it's so interesting. You guys, are you dying at this information? Like now that you hear this, you are going to see it everywhere. You're going to see it with your kids. You're going to see it in your work. You're going to see it with the design shops that you're applying for with the contracts you're trying to get. Um, it is going to be crazy how often you see this because the moment I, I listened to Susie, I was like, And then I started reading the book and I was like, oh my gosh, it is every, I'm negotiating with my husband. I'm negotiating with my kids. I'm negotiating with my team members. And sometimes you don't even know you're in the negotiation unless you're paying attention. And even then you don't know sometimes, which is so crazy. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about, this is my number two thing that I, I thought was brilliant. I'm going to literally read it out of your book. Um, cause she, she tells this story about a person who um, basically negotiates her way out of a position that's coming up to the table, but then someone else on the team immediately says that they're the right person for this job. When the fact is the person who was the supervisor thought that the person who negotiated themselves out in their brain was just as good of a fit, if not better. 
And I think I do this all the time. I negotiate myself out of an opportunity. And you say this, and I think this is so brilliant. Shine a light on any opportunity. Always assume it is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. That that like blew my mind because I was like, oh my gosh, if I just look at every single opportunity that comes my way and I go, I just assume it's up for grabs and that I get to have it, that changes everything. Yeah, totally does. And can I tell you a secret? Yes. That story is actually about me, but you're supposed to change like the, the, who it is about. And it was about me opting myself out of an opportunity um, in a role. And it was just because that person next to me had more confidence and had already said it. And I just said, Oh, it must be a fit for them. And my boss was like, why didn't you? So it's crazy that we don't just see that we automatic. That's what, Oh, I just want people to like, at least consider yourself for it, or at least say in your head, why not me? in whatever we do, like even take the time to consider that. And then that gives you like, then if it, if there's a little bit of, yeah, it gives you kind of that, if you say it out loud and you start pushing toward that intention, that's part of our journey to get better, to be uncomfortable. Like you never, you hear this all the time, people that are very successful, you know, I didn't have it all figured out and I didn't know, I felt like I was a fraud or I didn't feel like I was quite ready. And you hear that all the time, but for some reason we think we're the exception we are, are, but we need to like embody that so that we can at least opt ourselves in or just consider it for ourselves. If nothing else, change the talk track in here and see it and say, why not me? I feel like the why not me is even clearer than the thing that I feel like I've been saying to my design suite members. Actually, I just said it in one of our squad meetings. I said, you guys, very often I see two designers right next to each other. They're literally exactly the same in output. Like their design work is literally the same. And I can tell you who's going to make it and who's not. It's always the one who believes in herself. Mm -hmm. Always. It's crazy. It is crazy. I will see the exact same design work. And I see it um, when I was creative director. I saw it in my 15 designers. I saw it when I was the owner of Mini Lou and I had designers for that. Literally the ones who succeeded, it was always the one who believed in herself. The other one who was literally just as good of a designer, sometimes even better. That was the thing that was crazy to me. I felt like their design work was even better. They didn't get the same opportunities. And it was just simply because the one believed in herself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what my hack is? I try to see myself through other people's eyes. And then I take on that. Like, um, you know, I've been a speaker for a while. And I remember really early on, somebody said, um, oh, she didn't flinch. There was some technical issues because she's a professional. And I thought, oh my gosh, they think I'm a professional. <laughs> so then I had to like, so then I was like, okay. They think I'm a professional. I'm going to act like a professional. Isn't so that you, funny? We mm-hmm. level up to what other people think of us. Yes. Oh, it makes me mad, doesn't it? It's like, why can't we give ourselves that credit? We just don't. We all don't. Like it happens to me. It'll happen to me today. It will happen to me today. I won't even see it. 
That's oh. so true. Oh my gosh. You guys, if you love this conversation, which honestly I could talk to Susie for another hour. Easy. No, you. Um, you guys, you need to go get this book. Um, the art of everyday negotiation without manipulation, which I think is key. And you guys, there are a lot of negotiation things out there and they tend to be driven. I hate to say it, by men. And this was mm-hmm. like the first time I like totally related to the way negotiation was being talked about. It felt real. It felt like my everyday life. And you guys have to go get this book, even though it has a scary word negotiation on it. It honestly, it's going to tell you how to look at the world differently. Susie, where else can everybody find you? And and where can they find your book? Oh, thank you. Um, It's on Amazon. Uh, You can find it there, but you can also go to uh, booknegotiation.com. And that's kind of the landing page about the book and you can buy the book there. And then I have a freebie at negotiation love because everybody should love negotiation, negotiation love. And it's kind of a prep sheet. And then you'll get on my, I I just have a weekly kind of newsletter, um, you know, communication, just about thinking about it every day. It's not heavy sales or anything, but, um, if you want the freebie, um, then you're on my list as well. Yeah. And if you guys can just learn how to negotiate a little bit better, even with your husbands, this is absolutely amazing and super key. I also, I know Susie's not going to plug it, but I'm going to plug it. Susie and I actually just started looking at her Instagram feed. She's brand new to Instagram. If you want to go check it out, she actually gives everyday tips and stories about negotiation. And so if you want to see negotiation in your life, like in an everyday setting that you don't even know you're doing, go check her out. Is it just at Susie Tomanchuk? Yeah. That's Susie Tomanchuk. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to give you guys the links to all of that at the, in the description of this podcast, because I want you to go check it out. Um, I actually go watch it every day just so I pay attention to the negotiations happening in my life. Thanks so much for joining us, Susie. Oh, it was my pleasure. I just really enjoyed the conversation and I want everybody to just go out today and really keep an eye on what goes on here and just see negotiation. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.